At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. We are up and running on a Thursday. I'm Stormy Bon and Tony, live from Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, bringing you my guys in the desert for the next hour. Lots to get to, especially taking a deep dive into all of the matchups for Wild Card Weekend. We're going to be joined just a little bit by my dad. It's been a while, but get rich with Rich. His pick of the week coming up in a little bit. VSIN Zone, Will Hill, not the Will Hill, as you know. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter, as well as Jeff Ulrich of DraftKings will give us their best bets for Wild Card Weekend, as well as some prop options. Opportunities and Derek Stevens and Mike Palm in studio at the end of the hour, like they always are on Thursday. Don't worry, you'll still get that thirsty Thursday college hoops pick as well. But let's get right into our top five stories. Big news that you need to know, starting with number one that Houston Texans head coach David Coley has been fired earlier today, relieved of duties after the Texans' three point loss to Tennessee on Sunday. Coley said he did expect to return for a second year. I think we all did, but Texans ownership, however, did not. Their four wins this year equal. Well, the same number as last year under interim coach Romeo Cornell. And Coley did it with a depleted roster in a team that's had just one first-round pick in the last four years. Deshaun Watson sat all season amid the dispute with the team. Ongoing investigation of sexual assault allegations. Tyrod Taylor struggled through injury. Rookie Davis Mills thrust into the starting role, all while longtime leader J.J. Watt was released prior to the season. Patriots linebacker coach Gerard Mayo is expected to emerge as a lead candidate for the gig, according to Adam Schefter. But Coley, the first First one-and-done coach in Texans franchise history. Number two, the Indianapolis Colts uh, don't have a first-round pick this year because, of course, they traded it to the Eagles for quarterback Carson Wentz. But are they ready to cut their losses? Colts general manager Chris Ballard didn't exactly extend the vote of confidence for Wentz in 2022, telling reporters earlier, at the time we brought him in, we felt it was the right decision. I'm not going to make a comment on who is going to be here next year and who's not. Ballard added, quote, you've got to have stability at the quarterback position and he has to play up to his potential. I'd like for Carson to be the long-term answer and for somebody to be here for the next 10 years. Those comments echo the non-committal words we heard from Frank Reich yesterday with regards to his quarterback's status. Some updates today in our latest NFL injury roundup as well. Bengals coach Zach Taylor said wide receiver T. Higgins will be active against the Raiders this Saturday. Bucks running back Ronald Jones did not practice today and is doubtful to go against the Eagles. Clyde Edwards-Alaire was absent from the media's open portion of Chiefs practice today, potentially a setback in his hopeful return against the Steelers. Speaking of Pittsburgh, they designated wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster to return from injured reserve today, and Mike Tomlin has 
has not ruled him out for this weekend. They also activated wide receiver James Washington from the reserve COVID-19 list. J.J. Watt returned to practice for Arizona today but was very limited. Chase Edmonds, meanwhile, said he'll be active for Monday's game with the Rams. And James Conner is expected to be a game-time decision dealing with a rib injury. In the NBA, the Nets crushed the Eastern Conference leading Bulls last night, 138 to 112. Line went all the way from Jets plus two earlier in the day to closing minus one and a half. Nets went into the game 0-8 against the top four teams in the East and West, 0 for their last seven straight games against the number, but appear to be turning the tide. James Harden said after the game when asked about whether or not he was surprised how quickly the chemistry has come between him, KD, and Kyrie Irving said, we've got a chance to be that good. We just haven't gotten enough of it yet, meaning of course playing and practice time with Irving unavailable to start the year or play home games due to his unvaccinated status. The Nets play the second half of a back-to-back against OKC tonight as five-and-a-half point favorites, while the Bulls get set to host Golden State on Friday. Speaking of the Warriors, a potential finals matchup coming up tonight. Golden State at the defending champ Milwaukee Bucks. Although both teams may be missing a star, while the Warriors welcome back Clay Thompson to the court, they're going to be without Draymond Green as he recovers from a calf injury. The Bucks, meanwhile, listing Drew Holiday as doubtful. Milwaukee open as three-point favorites, but have been bet down to just one. We'll see if that number continues to slide through zero prior to tip-off 7:30 Eastern. Total also bet up to 224 and a half. Both teams have slid a little bit as of late. Milwaukee dropping two in a row to the Hornets, and the Warriors losing three of their last four games. Uh, MVP candidate Steph Curry has potential to explode on any given night. Don't get me wrong, but he's been slumping a little bit as of late. Good to note, just 39.3% from the floor, 33.9 from three over his last 10 games. That's going to do it for our top five as we now welcome in my dad, Rich Bonatoni, to the program. It has been a hot minute. I have missed you. How are you? Have you recovered from Monday? (laughs) You are so... Well, you know, it's funny. I go 5-0. and oh, I get my first loss. I'm not on the show for like a month. I see Musburger's there, Avello's there, my your own dad who, who loses his first game and I don't get to be on the show. Oh, I don't even me. play. You're the one that's too cool for me. Oh, Storm, I can't come on this week. I got this, I got that. No, you're fine. Um, but we got to talk about this because what extreme highs and lows both of us felt this weekend because the 49ers obviously get a critical win against the Rams on Sunday, and then Monday we're both heavy backing the Alabama Crimson Tide, which did not go our way. I I think we said this the other day. Uh, You tell me whenever Saban's had a five-point lead, getting three in the fourth quarter, and has lost. I mean, I'm still in disbelief. That that one left a huge dent, but I don't want to talk about the negative. Just I still haven't got my voice back from Sunday. You talk about being fanboy. Oh, was I in my glory on Sunday with those Niners? I know, and we'll talk about what's to come for San Francisco this week in a minute. But because you mentioned your record, 5-1 and one with your Get Rich with Rich picks, the people are dying to know what's oh. the pick of the week. I think that I'm the only one that they turn off. They listen to you and Brent all the time, but uh, it was two games. Uh, I, I The Bengals against the Raiders, the Raiders are so gritty, but I got to go with the Rams. The Rams, if DeAndre Hopkins was playing, you know, Kyler Murray hasn't been the same. The the Cards have lost like four out of five since then. And the Rams have won five straight till that unbelievable comeback with the Niners. So I hear it's going down. Everybody's betting on the cards. And I'm going, if I could get the Rams at minus three, 
I'd be, I mean, Sony, Michelle, Akers, I, I think I got the better quarterback and the better coach. Yeah. Well, now, if this game's early in the season, when Murray's, when Murray's healthy, it's different. But Murray, he's not the same in the second half as he is in the first half. Well, and that's kind of exactly what's happened, right? Because so something that I was looking at, which I feel like you'll appreciate, is similar to how Kyle Shanahan has had the number of Sean McVay in the 49ers and Rams meeting. McVay has kind of had that with the Cardinals matchup as well. Um, his career numbers, 9-1 and one straight up, lone loss, came earlier this season, week four against the Cardinals, 8-1-1 one and one against the number McVay against the Cardinals in his career. Well, I did not realize he was that good. I knew I knew it was good, but that's that's. Look at you, misinformation. Look at you. I have to do whatever I can to support the cause. No, but I, I'm with you, especially because the Cardinals did start the year so strong, ten and two. Then they fell apart, losing four of the last five games. They had a chance with the division on the line to win it, week 18, and they lost again, fell apart against Seattle. So I like going with the hotter hand, right? And I know that LA has had their issues. Matt Stafford has yet to win a playoff game, but. Um, uh, yeah, I yeah, think that I agree have, with you, especially if the number goes down. He didn't have Cooper. Yeah, he didn't have Cooper Cup and OBJ and Aaron Donald. I'm just saying, I'm I'm in shock that it's this low. And if they would have beaten the Niners, it probably would have been six and a half or seven. So the Niners did you a huge favor in this game, and 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 there won't be as many Niner fans in the in the stands this <laughs> week because the the Arizona Cardinals don't travel quite as good as the red and gold does, baby. Oh, my. Uh, Matt Stafford's wife, by the way, Kelly Stafford, was uh, on social media pleading to oh, yeah. fans. Don't sell your tickets to Cardinals fans. Um, okay, time for you to get on your soapbox, though. Why are the Niners going to beat the Cowboys? First of all, let's just start this off about the funeral that you held for the 49ers a few weeks back. How did I, mean, I know this? A few weeks back. It was when they were three and five, okay? You, you, it's, it, it's, it's not a sprint, Stormy. It's a marathon. You should have had the flipping, uh, that flipping Baker Mayfield Browns stuff or the Ravens had the funeral. Now you need to get a good voodoo doctor for the revival. For the revival. Well, clearly, you don't watch, clearly you don't watch the program, Richard. We had a resurrection. I was booted after one loss. Who are you? Whatever. Uh, no, I need more details, though. So obviously, yes, I had the funeral when they were three and five. They were allowing 26 points per game at that time, 25th in the NFL. I didn't think they were going to crawl their way out of it. But since then, seven and two, allowing only 18 points per game. They're a different team. Half of the 49ers games, by the way, speaking of this being a close number, have been decided by just one score. So do you think this is a close game again with oh. the Cowboys? The Cowboys are scary good on both sides of the ball. I mean, Prescott, and they've got, you know, everybody knows all the names of the different Cowboys. I mean, it, it, you know, our defensive line is the big key. If we can do a four-man rush and get through and not have to send blitzes all the time, then we have a chance. But, I mean, they've got so many incredible players. This, this could have easily been uh, an NFC championship game that was as good as these two teams are. And I do think I think it's going to be a field goal either way. I mean, I'm, I'm I saw a lot of Niner money going on there because it was I think it opened up like four and a half and it's down to three, I believe now. Yeah, Dallas does have the best cover percentage in the league, which makes me a little bit queasy. But they're a team that can be so freaking hot and cold. They're so unpredictable. They look like the best team in the league some weeks, and then they lay an egg other weeks. That I'm not really sure which way to go with them sometimes. But I'm back in the 49ers, and I think if I like them plus three, I like a money line. So that's how I feel, and I'm trying not to be too biased. Thank you, Dad. I appreciate the time. I know you're coming out this weekend, so we're going to have a good time watching the game together.
Ah, love you. Can't wait to see you and your brother. I'm thrilled to be seeing you. And, uh, have a great show. Love you. Thank you. Love you, too. Super excited that we're going to get to watch that old rivalry. That rivalry, I swear, it's actually really sad being a, a 1992 baby that I didn't get to experience all of the great Cowboys 49ers games. But remember, everybody, if you miss any of this show or any shows on the VEASAN schedule today, you can check them all out with our free betting podcast. You get replays of all the shows. You can download and listen on your schedule. It's really easy. Go to VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander, Market Insights with Josh Applebaum, Hardwood Handicappers, The Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, Coast to Coast Hoops, plus, of course, my guys in the desert. They're all free. Available now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get those podcasts. More my guys coming up. Will Hill joins the program. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to My Guys in the Desert. This segment brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray. No more spit cups. No batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties. Spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, plus many more. Plus, for your convenience, each variety also comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that works for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, so it's never been easier to find your Zin. Head on over to Zin.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's ZYN.com slash F-I-N-D. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Stormy Bond and Tony with you. And as we do around this time every Thursday, time to challenge different teams and players around the NFL to be better. Who needs to step their game up for Wild Card Weekend? I'm starting out with our big guy, Big Ben Roethlisberger. Do you want to close out your NFL career getting beat down and wrecked against Kansas City? I don't think so. Never in his career has Ben been an underdog of 11 or more points in what many to believe this to be his final game of his historic career. 12 and a half point dogs to KC. Prove him wrong. He's thrown three touchdowns and three interceptions the last four games, averaging 168 yards per game in that time. And with his comments yesterday talking about being an underdog, he's playing that card. We'll see if it can galvanize the group a little bit. Next up, Matthew Stafford. We talked about it already with my dad backing the Rams minus four against the Cardinals this week. Win your first playoff game, my dude. 0-3 in his career. He's 
won as many playoff games as me, which is problematic for a team that's built to win the Super Bowl now. You know if they're out in the wild card round. Hell, they don't make it to the Super Bowl, to the big game. This is a failure for this team. You see it on the screen. Eight interceptions over the last four games. He also leads the league in pick sixes against a team in Arizona that's better on the road than they are at home. You need to be better. Last one here, and we're changing things up a little bit. We've talked a good bit about these Dallas Cowboys. I'm challenging the Cowboys to be worse. Please don't end the season of my San Francisco 49ers. You've won five of your last six games, scoring 34 points in that span. And here's what I'll have to say. Cowboys, you struggled against the run this season. Keep it up. Dak Prescott, you've been inconsistent. Don't be on that day. You put up 51 points against the Eagles. You should be drained of points. No more of that. It's not Micah Parsons day. It's Nick Bosa's day. Be worse, Dallas Cowboys. But listen, I won't subject you to only my biased opinion. We're going to welcome in uh, our own VEASAN guy here, Will Hill, at not the Will Hill on Twitter. Give him a follow. Point Spread Weekly contributor, host of the New York City cast. And Will, I got so excited when I saw some of your plays this week and I saw you back in the 49ers with the points as well. Tell me more so that the people don't just have to hear my fandom. I think it's all of us. Everybody's on the 49ers, which scares me a little bit, but I, I think you can really run the ball on Dallas. To me, this is the best game of the weekend. You're probably not old enough to remember the 90s when these teams played seemingly every postseason, but uh, this is just a great game. Uh, I, I'm really excited for it. I think it's a really good matchup in, in terms of the, the 49ers run game uh, against the Cowboys run defense. And look, the 49ers were dead and buried, man. To be down a minute 17 left, no timeouts, down a touchdown. They come right down the field, score a touchdown. Uh, I like San Francisco here. To me, this is a dead even game. Maybe you hold out and see if you can get to the three and a half. Most places right now, it's minus, plus three, minus 105. Uh, to me, this is the best game of the weekend. Yeah, I think that with so many people coming in on the 49ers, we probably missed our chance to get that hook if you still do want to get in on them. But I like what you said about the 49ers defense against that run game. 49ers have only allowed one 100-yard rusher in their last nine games. So I think that'll be a fun battle, yeah? Yeah, and I think the 49ers are live. I mean, if you're Green Bay, that's one of the last teams I think you want to face. I know it's a cliche, the team nobody wants to play. But the 49ers are it. I mean, they've gone in uh, – you know, to play Green Bay, most of those games have actually been in San Francisco, but they've beaten the hell out of the Packers. They've really gotten a, a pass rush on Rodgers. So looking ahead a little bit, I think they match up well with Green Bay. And look, if Tampa wins and San Fran wins, it's Jimmy G versus Tom Brady next week, which would be a hell of a lot of fun. I like San Francisco here. I think it's a toss-up game. As my dad would say, the two best-looking guys in the league. He gets like he gets all hot and bothered, I swear to you, every time he sees those guys up on the screen. Is there another <laughs> underdog this wild card weekend that you're targeting? I like the Raiders. I think that's too many points. You know, they played week 11 or so. And since he won the game 30, 32 to 13 in Vegas, but you look a little deeper, it's a misleading final. Uh, mm -hmm. Since he averaged four yards per play, the Vegas averaged six yards per play. Not sure how they pulled away. It was a three-point game late. And again, uh, Burrow, uh, he got ruled out pretty quickly last week for that game. Uh, it's not like they were locked into a seed. They could still have moved up. Remember, he hurt his knee at the end of the Kansas City game. So, uh, if he's less than 100%, this goes from being a good bet to a great bet. And, you know, Vegas is another team playing with house money. Think about it. They were down to Cleveland, down two points to all their backups that weird Monday afternoon game. Cleveland was up two with the ball. Two minutes left. Vegas had no timeouts. If Chubb just gets three yards, the Raiders' season's over. They get a stop. Uh, they get the field goal from Carlson, who's unbelievable. They win their next three games. So I think Vegas goes into this game with, with complete house money after everything that's happened. This is a great year for Vegas no matter what. 
Uh, I like the points here with the Raiders. Yeah, incredible what they've overcome late in the season to close things out with four straight wins. Shot um, the Colts opportunity at a time to seal, cement their fate in the postseason. Same thing last week against the Chargers. And I'm glad that you brought that up with the previous meeting to the Bengals because it was a three-point game late in the fourth quarter, 16-13. But then Joe Burrow throws a touchdown. Meanwhile, Derek Carr throws a pick. Then Bengals score again, and the Raiders fumble. So that's how that game ultimately ended in the fourth quarter. Um, and we talked about me not being around maybe for some of those great matchups of the 49ers and Cowboys. The last time the Bengals won a playoff game was in 1990. I was looking up some fun facts yesterday, and apparently that is before the first text message was ever sent, and when the top song on the Billboard charts was Madonna's Justify My Love. How's that for you? I mean, come on, the first text message ever, I think 2002, 2003, I'm not sure. I think the over-under is 2003, something like that. So, yeah, 1990 versus the Oilers is the last time since you won. Uh, Vegas hasn't, or the Raiders haven't won, I should say, since they beat the Titans in the 2002 AFC title game. That's our boy Michael Lombardi, yeah. who uh, went to the Super Bowl with that team. That's the last time they won a playoff game. So, somebody's getting off the schneid on Saturday. We know that. We know they're not going to tie, just like last week they didn't tie, unfortunately. <laughs> exactly. It's going to happen. Somebody's going to win and move on. Well, okay, let's talk some chalk. Who's the big favorite that you're back in this week? I like the Chiefs. I think you can get this. Now, most of the minus seven first halves are gone. I think that's a much better way to play it because Pittsburgh has a habit of coming back in these games, whether it's against the Vikings on Thursday night, uh, that Chargers game on Sunday night where they came all the way back and then they ended up losing. Uh, the Steelers have a lot of fight in these games, and the Chiefs have a habit. They get a big lead. And they just kind of run the ball. They punt, and they get out of dodge. Uh, if you can still get the Chiefs minus seven for the first half, I guess seven and a half is okay. Seven's obviously better, even if you have to lay the 120. Uh, I just think the Chiefs, this, look, we've all seen Big Ben. We've seen him throw it you know, 40 times for 100 yards. It's painful. I wonder if part of him wishes that Carlson missed the field goal so he can just kind of go out on a high note with a win against the Ravens the other night. This is, I think, going to be ugly. This was 30 to nothing a few weeks ago when they played the day after Christmas. Uh, there was some window dressing late to get it to, I think, 36 to 10. But to me, uh, you can't. Look, that was a good nugget you had on, on Roethlisberger. Never been a, a 11 or 12 point underdog. If Carlson just misses the kick, he goes his whole career without being that big of an underdog. I, I think this one will get ugly, but I prefer the Chiefs in the first half. Well, no, and just to your point, too, with that halftime, in that previous meetup, 23 nothing Chiefs up at the half. So keep an eye on that one. What do you think about this Bills-Patriots matchup? It's so bizarre to see a team meeting for the third time in five or six weeks. Yeah, I don't know how much you take away from the first game just because the weather was so bad. The wind was such a factor. Now it's going to be in the single digits, uh, which makes it for a good atmosphere. I just like the Bills here. I think you look at the Patriots. They really haven't had that many impressive wins. Sorry, Steph. Uh, <laughs> they beat the Panthers. They beat the Jets twice. I mean, you go through it. They beat the Texans. They beat Cam Newton and the Panthers. That might have been a Darnold game. Uh, you know, the Falcons on Thursday night with no Ridley, with no Cordero Patterson. Uh, you just go down the line here. It's not an impressive array of wins. I think the Bills are more battle-tested. And I like quarterbacks that can run. You know, Allen, Mahomes, these guys, it seems like they can run for 10, 12 yards at a clip. You can't do that every down in the regular season. You're never going to make it 17 games. I think big leverage spots like this, Allen can really use his legs. I think this will be a good game, but I think the Bills do get him by a touchdown. All right, we'll have to see what happens there. We're here with Will Hill, host of the New York City cast, and the Brooklyn Nets last night absolutely crushed the Bulls by 26, further cementing their status as the odds-on favorite in the East in the NBA. Are they your favorites, personally, to go ahead and, and win the East? Or if not, who is? 
Yeah, I guess if they were completely healthy and intact, meaning Irving's, you know, got his head on, in terms of, on on the prize in terms of basketball. If Harden's healthy, if Durant's there, they're the best team. But I just don't trust Harden to stay healthy. Irving, you know, to get his issues straightened out and to just be focused on basketball. Can he play in the home games? Uh, I think Milwaukee's a better value. You get them like you know six, seven to one to win the title. I just trust Milwaukee more. They got over the hump last year. They're just more trustworthy, I think. Uh, then the Nets team. Now, look, when you, you roll out Harden, Durant, Joe Harris, Irving, and whoever, that's a dynamite five, uh, you know, in terms of your offense. It, it's really a, a Golden State 2017 kind of offense. I just don't trust them to be whole. No doubt. Good to know. Thank you so much, Will. We appreciate the time. All right. See you, Stormy. Good luck on Sunday. Thank you. Oh, you too. But yeah, we need that. We need that Niners win. Let's go. Um, that's Will Hill at not the Will Hill on Twitter. Give him a follow. Also host of the New York City cast contributor for Point Spread Weekly here at VSIN. When we come back, it's Thirsty Thursday. My college hoops pick of the day. And our DraftKings betting analyst, Jeff Ulrich, joins the show. You won't want to miss it. He's got some really good prop betting opportunities for wildcard weekend. My guys of the desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you don't know, now you know DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back Hammer the Over for the wild card round where you, the fans, have the power. For every 5,000 people who bet the over in the Patriots-Bills game, the line drops by half a point. So U.S. bettors control how low this total is going to go. Download the app now and hammer the over down. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available to play in select states. Must be 21. Eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See DraftKings.com for full details. It's time here on My Guys in the Desert for Thirsty Thursday, my college hoops pick of the day. And it's always fun to see which college program we're going to party with. I've been having some success with the Big Ten this year, so I'm going to keep it rolling. Iowa four-point favorites against Indiana tonight in Iowa. And I am rolling with the road dog in the Indiana Hoosiers. Get the vodka Gatorade ready. Throw it back. Um, okay, so limiting turnovers are obviously going to be very key against an Iowa offense. It's one of the best in the country, led by the nation's leader in points per game, Keegan Murray. But I'm back in Indiana because that defense is elite, especially in the paint. Expect the low post duo of Trace Jackson Davis and Race Thompson to dominate the boards on both sides. They've combined for 16.4 rebounds per game with Jackson Davis also logging 19.4 points, shooting over 60% and three blocks per game. Indiana 17th in the country in rebound rate and 10th in points allowed on a per-possession basis, while Iowa 158th in points allowed per possession when they're on D. I see this being a two-point game either way, so I'm taking the points. Hoosiers 11-1 against the number this season, and Iowa's fresh off a loss to number 23, Wisconsin. I know they had a similar opponent where Indiana also lost to Wisconsin, but very recently upset number 13, Ohio State, by a whopping 16 points. Indiana's much better than I think that oddsmakers are giving them credit for. We're rolling with the I love it. I love these cups. I need to bring these home. Uh, that's my Thirsty Thursday College Hoops Play of the Week. Um, but this is, of course, NFL is king this time of year and Wild Card Weekend. So we're going to further our NFL conversation with our guy Jeff Ulrich, DraftKings betting and fantasy analyst at the Fantasy Grind on Twitter. Jeff, how are you? Are you excited for this weekend? Oh, yeah. Very excited. Um, good to see you again, Stormy. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's super Wild Card Weekend. Everyone keeps reminding me. 
you know, there's the extra game. And this year, we even got a Monday night playoff game. So it's going to be a pretty fun three days for sure. So it's like they know that the people just can't get enough NFL action. Definitely going to be a fun one for sure. As you looked at the lineup in the card, what was the top game that stood out to you as your favorite bet? Yeah, so for me, I mean, you know, I, I, I really think this is, a, this is a week where you you really want to focus on underdogs. Uh, last five years, underdogs and wild card weekend, 15 and 7 ATS. And I'm, I mean, I'm going to one of the biggest. I mean, I, I really love the Philadelphia Eagles this mm-hmm. week at plus eight and a half. I think they're very live to win this game. I think you could even take a look at them on the money line at plus 290. You know, the biggest thing about this Eagles-Tampa Bay matchup is it, it's not so much that I don't believe in Tom Brady anymore. This is a stance against the Bucks. It's just I think there's a lot of variabilities in this game, and I don't think people are factoring them in enough. Tampa Bay. Yes, they're getting like guys like Fournette back, but these guys have not played for three and a half weeks. They barely practiced. And this is one of the first tough tests that we really truly are going to see what Tampa Bay's offense can do with just Mike Evans. No Godwin, no Antonio Brown against the Philadelphia Eagles secondary. Two top 20 graded PFF pro football focus corners in Avante Maddox and Darius Slay. Very good at shutting down wide receivers. I think the Bucs are really going to have to move the ball with Rob Gronkowski, and that's great. But, you know, can, can Gronk and Brady cover eight and a half points at this, at this juncture in their careers? I haven't even talked about what Jalen Hurts can do with his legs, even if he's having a bad passing day. I think the Eagles at plus eight and a half are very live. I think this one's, it, it's just gotten a little bit, it's just giving a little bit too much respect to the Buccaneers. Interesting. I'm glad that you brought that up, though, about Jalen Hurts' mobility, because I think the big question mark has been, oh, well, the Buccaneers' run defense is really effective, one of the most effective, if not the most in the league. How do they match up with Jalen Hurts and his mobility? Is that anything that concerns you at all about that pick? Sure, but yeah, I, I think that the Eagles again, like just uh, obviously Jalen Hurts could could turn the ball over a couple times. Um, he could fumble it as well, but they have playmakers in the passing game as well. And you know Dallas Goddard, um, obviously, and, and Devonta Smith, like these these are players who they don't need that many chances to get open and crash a big play for them. So I think the Eagles have multiple ways to put points up in this game and really sort of shift the momentum if something isn't working for them. And Nick Sirianni, like, you got to give him credit. Um, This is a guy who has been pretty good at just sticking with his guy in Jalen Hurts and finding ways to work. So, um, again, I just think this game has a lot of variabilities. It could go a lot of different ways. I I wouldn't be shocked the Bucs won in a blowout, but I think more likely you'll see a closer game and potentially the Eagles even put up more points than people think. And, again, when you got a line this big and you got this many factors involved, I think that you take the points. And the Eagles have been playing their best football in the back half of the season. Okay, so you like the big dog in the Eagles. There is a bigger dog out there in the Steelers plus 12 and a half. Is that one you might be buying in on as well? Absolutely. <laughs> Look, maybe I don't think the Steelers pull off the upset here. I'm not going to call them on the money line or anything, but plus 12 and a half, man, that's a lot, especially for a Steelers team who – like, we get it. Ben Roethlisberger isn't, isn't who he used to be. And, and can Ben Roethlisberger win this game? Probably not. But can the Steelers' defense cause some problems for the Kansas City Chiefs? Yes. They're first in pressure rate, first in sacks per game. They've got good corners in Joe Hayden. Uh, they're, they're good at limiting big plays. Their rush defense is a concern, but Kansas City is not an offense that necessarily sticks with the run time and time again. We see them get away from it all the time. It's a veteran team. I, I hate to go back to this, but Mike Tomlin, 14 and seven as an away underdog since 2017 with the Steelers. 
man, it's a lot of points to give Pittsburgh. They've got quality wins, too, over teams like the Browns and Ravens over the last five weeks. I think people are giving too much credit to that blowout win over the, the Steelers with the Chiefs, you know, like six weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I think that this one should be closer to 10 points. So I, I'm going to roll with the Steelers on the on the spread here as well. The Steelers still unbelievable. They found a way to make it to the postseason. We'll see what happens in that first game. And they got the really Chiefs. lucky. They did. Yes, they did. <laughs> um, let's go to the first games, though, that people are going to have the opportunity to bet this weekend. A Saturday doubleheader. Raiders, Bengals, Bengals favored by five. Pats, Bills, Bills the home favorite by four. Anything that you're liking in either one of those games on Saturday? Yeah, the Saturday games I probably don't have as high conviction on. Um, you know, just looking at the Bengals, I do think that I'll, I'll, I'll kind of ride with the public here. The public is betting the Bengals a little bit, but we've seen this line fluctuate as well. Uh, it was at, up, up at six and a half at one point, and now it's down to five the last time I checked. I, I'm really about the Bengals in this spot. Um, I, I do think that this is just such a big game for their franchise. And, you know, putting you know, to, get to, to bed sort of demons of, of the past here, uh, teams that have been good but just didn't get playoff wins. And, you know, people want to sort of have trepidation about this spot because we've got, you know, Joe Burrow, first playoff game, a guy with Zach Taylor in head coach, his first playoff game. But, you know, the Bengals are basically coming off a bye week. You've got the Raiders coming in off a short week with a guy who just took over a head coach, like, what, seven weeks ago? Um, I think the Bengals um, uh, passing game here is just going to give the Raiders too many issues, much like we saw the Chargers do last week. It's just the Chargers started that game so poorly that, you know, by by the time they eventually got things going and started using Mike Williams downfield, it was just too late. I don't know if the Raiders are going to be able to get up 10 nothing again. And I think if they do get behind in this game, this one will get away from them quickly, especially coming off the short week. I think if the Bengals stay anywhere under six points, uh, I will I will happily jump on them. Uh, here with Dre- Jeff Ulrich of DraftKings and something that you're always so good about getting in on is the prop market. Um, what are some of your favorite props for wildcard weekend? Super wildcard weekend. I got I keep forgetting. I got to get that in there. <laughs> I mean, someone will remind you if you don't say it right. So um, one game we haven't talked about yet is San Francisco Dallas. This one's obviously got a ton of uh, point potential. It's in the dome. It's got an over 40 point total. I kind of like the over in this game, but I also like targeting some of the props for overs. I like Jimmy Garoppolo over 31.5 pass attempts. Again, I mean, Dallas at home in a dome against that San Francisco secondary, they're going to put up points and I think it's going to force Jimmy G to really air it out. Uh, He's gone over this total a couple times his last three games, but teams against Dallas have averaged 36 pass attempts as well. So I like the over on Jimmy G's pass pass attempts. It's looking really low at 31.5. And uh, I already mentioned Rob Gronkowski, but I think Rob Gronkowski is going to be the focal point of the Tampa Bay offense this weekend. Uh, Eagles very good at guarding against wide receivers. They're basically the worst against guarding against opposing tight ends. I think Tampa will take advantage of that. I like the over 55.5 receiving yards for Gronk. Again, you know, you look at his past few performances. He's looked like Gronk from like 2000, like 15, 14, whatever, pick a year. Um, I think in this matchup, you'll see Gronk go over that number. Philadelphia, like you mentioned, against tight ends, not great. Um, They have allowed the most touchdowns to tight ends of any other team this season, 14 on the year. I know it's minus 105 for a Gronk anytime touchdown, but that's one I was thinking about getting in on, or maybe even a first touchdown at plus 750. You got about 20 seconds. Is that something you think might be worth a bet? Yeah, absolutely. Look, the touchdown props are a little bit, you know, they're very variance filled. Touchdowns are variance filled. But I definitely like the idea of the Rob Gronkowski first touchdown score. Tampa Bay's offense, very efficient, could move the ball right off the bat. I'm going to throw it a long shot. Kyle Juszczyk 
from that San Francisco offense, plus 600 on the DraftKings Sportsbook as well, if you just need a little bit more touchdown action. If you just need some, why not? Thank you so much, Jeff. We appreciate the time. You're awesome. Thanks a lot. That's Jeff Ulrich, betting and fantasy analyst over at DraftKings. When we come back, the head honchos at Circa, Derek Stevens and Mike Palm in studio talking all things Survivor is over, and they saw everything firsthand. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Here on My Guys in the Desert, Reason's got a great new offer to make this your best betting year ever. Our all-new Big Game Big Dance Special provides Vsin plus all access to everything we do from now through April 5th, just 69 bucks. Sign up now, get our daily best bets emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming big game and college hoops betting guides, plus full access to all things vcin.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every single game. It's one of the most exciting betting seasons of the year, so you don't want to miss out on one of our best deals of the year. Visit vcin.com slash big deal to sign up today. Speaking of big deals, we got a couple of them in studio with us right now. CEO and owner of this place, Derek Stevens, VP of operations here at Circa as well. Mike Palm, host of Odds On here on vcin. How are we, gentlemen? We're excellent. I mean, Good. Super Bowl, Super Super Bowl, Super Wild Card Weekend is upon us here, and uh, the energy you can start feeling it. We started seeing some line moves today, and uh, a lot of people flying into town. And we just, Mike and I just left uh, an operations meeting. We're talking about Stadium Swim might sell out Saturday mm-hmm. and Sunday. The weather's going to be like, you know, 68. The real feels more like 78. We're going to be ready to go this weekend. Yeah, it's perfect. Got the heated pools up there at Stadium Swim. Best view and experience you can get is at the Sportsbook or up there. Uh, before we get to some of the games specifically this week, though, you guys got to be here right around some million-dollar winners. In Like, what an incredible experience it must have been. I know it's sad to see Millions and Survivor end this week, but what fun the ending was. Yeah, Mike, why don't you lead off on that? And you give your well, experience, I'll do mine. But the real guy you should be interviewing is Bill Aidy. I mean, he was there to cover all of it. Him and him and of course Dave Tooley. Dave Tooley. I heard I heard <laughs> that Bill went up to one of the winners and he was very excited because Bill never said congratulations early. He knew better to wait 
for the sweat that ultimately ended up coming later. I give Bill credit. He's starting to pick up on the sports things. <laughs> I know he was supposedly a sports editor in Chicago. I, I don't know who can verify that. But he's, can you he's... tell that Bill 80, by the way, is part of our in-studio audience? <laughs> Usually you can tell by you can hear his laughter if you're, li- you're listening close. I felt bad. I left at halftime. I had to move spots because we're here with Billy Chippis, and he's got 1.53 million minimum riding on the Chiefs, and it didn't look good. I mean... First of all, if they I don't think if they don't get that roughing the punter penalty, that game changed everything cuz I thought that crowd already turned on Drew Locke. He had two bad series, but that cha- and and I didn't want to be there. I didn't need to change the juju or something. I'm not taking responsibility for the fumble in scoop 6, but you know what I mean? I I'd be, I couldn't bear to be around the poor guy if they lost. Yeah. So but thankfully it came it came out in his favor and he didn't hedge and and he got the money and then on Sunday Derek got to experience uh a lot of the other guys, including the millions winners and some of the other survivors that cashed. Yeah, Mike, going back to your uh, Billy Chippa's story on top 247 with Kansas City, you know, you made the decision to to move out of the underhang, our spot, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there like, oh, man, what do we do? This is not looking good. So Billy took his whole crew, and right after you left, they had their own, their own mojo chains that they were doing. He sent everybody up to their hotel rooms, and everybody changed clothes. It was unbelievable. So I was t- talking to our host, I'm like, man, I didn't know should I stick around or not, but I mean, this is our spot. This is where we got to hang out. They all came back down for kickoff, and they sweat the whole rest of the thing out. I had to do um, the the Vison clip with Brady at four o'clock. So Jeff Benson and I were in here. That was we were we were right here in the studio when that fumble return happened. And, you know, this is the quietest room in all of Las Vegas. <laughs> and we just heard the roar of the crowd right through this eight-inch glass behind us. And it was uh, it was pretty awesome. And then after that, I know you guys just showed the video, but uh, Billy was a great guy. His partner's from Dubai, and all their buddies were in, and, uh, boy, they had a lot of fun. And then we just got to replay the exact same thing with four of these guys on Sunday, and it was pretty amazing. That was, I love that clip so much because you looked as excited as they were for the moment. It was so cool. It was great. I mean, you know... At, at, at some point, some people have asked me, well, you, you feel pretty good. You own a casino. You're giving away the money. I'm like, listen, the $6 million was going to be due the moment we had kickoff in week one. So it's not like I'm sweating that out. I'm just uh, glad we had, we, had, we had people that were excited. Um, they've got unbelievable stories. Mike and I get to do this check presentation tomorrow night in our D ballroom. Mike's going to be the MC and, and coordinate the whole thing. And, uh, to, to have six uh, uh, team entrants between the millions and Survivor that are collecting seven-digit checks. I mean, that's why we wanted to bring Circus Survivor to America, the energy, uh, having f- five Survivor winners, just awesome, just awesome. You know, this is really, I think, Derek, what you thought about when you wanted to introduce Survivor to America, and you just made, you know, six guys millionaires on Sunday, which is more millionaires than he's made in employing 3,000 people. Mike, you're you're on so, I mean, well, I'm like, no, 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 no. Hey, I'm hoping anybody needs it. Mike, uh, just no. because Derek brought up some of the incredible stories of, of some of the winners, what's one that, that you learned this week that stood out to you? Well, how about the, the guy that, that's the, the, you know, that worked in the casino industry and the wife and the family yeah. that have, have been in the casino industry, the, the, the one local player, you know, and have worked and really been a part of this town and, and you know, a lot of some of these guys have been playing in contests for decades and hadn't really had a big cash Gotten or through, were close yeah. one time or another. It's interesting. How many entries did you buy? What was your strategy? I mean, th- it's all about the stories and and it's just they were all real people, not professionals, right? Just 
people that watch football that like to get in contests bet football on the weekends and turned a thousand dollars into more than a million no doubt and then in the million contest from 4087 entries down to dermify being the ultimate winner <laughs> breaking the tie um who are the so yeah hannibal barca hannibal didn't barca. end up getting the big win after being the leader forever right yeah. they changed you know they had a different strategy at the end you know they were one three and two four and hannibal barca you know i think he'll be here tomorrow night too right yeah, yeah. Uh, california guy he decided to do what he'd been doing all year, keep the same five picks on both tickets. Derbify picked his five games and did the opposite on the other ticket. And oh. it worked out. He actually tied the Mad Russian, who went 5-0 and in the last week. But the tie, think about this tiebreaker. How many winning weeks out of 18 did you have? The Mad Russian had 14 winning weeks. Derbify, 17 out of 18 winning weeks. Wow. Wow. That's amazing to me. Incredible. He had one week that he didn't go three and two, Especially four and one, with or five. How and brutal all. I was! <laughs> a Durbify had yeah. eleven years, I think, without a cash. I mean, he's been trying for a while, and for it all to come together this Good year is him. pretty amazing. Ending with a seventy percent. 70% record. What I thought was so interesting was the final record was 63 and 27, and then the booby prize for Jiggy Jack was the exact opposite of that, 27 and 63. He was on this morning. Uh, I don't know if you caught it on Follow the Money with Paulie and, and Matt Humans filling in for Mitch. What, what's interesting to me is, the, as always, the question, when did you decide to go for the booby prize? He didn't decide till after week seven. So he was he was only going for it for eleven. Picking winners. He started out three and two, and then he had a dead. But he wasn't even in that bad of shape. But he went zero and five in week seven, and then he decided to go for it, which meant he'd go the opposite of his real picks. In week eight, he went three and two, so it didn't go well. But then he went on a stretch of eight and thirty-seven over the next nine weeks, and he really was the only guy that won by daylight in any contest. Right. right? You know. No. So amazing. Another Wisconsin guy. Awesome. The Secretariat, the Secretariat of Booby Prizes, Jiggy Jack, <laughs> run away. So good, so good. No, but just again, props to you guys for creating this contest. It was such well, a success um, in every facet. So much fun to be a part of, even though I was a big loser in Survivor. And you weren't still a big, breaks my heart. What do you mean you're a big loser? You, you a lost, tie? I lost on a tie, Mike. Well, if there'd have been reasonable, reasonable submission deadlines, I mean, you and your dad probably would have got a piece of it. <laughs> Don't worry, Derek. We're going to continue to talk about this further in the off season. See what we can change. No, um, but let's talk. A little bit more, though, with it being Super Wild Card Weekend. I know we're talking about all the fun and excitement that we're going to have here at Circa, but where where is all of the money going so far early? Where's the liability? Yeah, I mean, first off, this schedule is tremendous. So, yeah. I mean, two games on Saturday, three games Sunday, and one Monday night. So you couldn't have something uh, designed up better. Um, I, we're starting to see a little bit of line movement now. Now, now money's starting to come in. Still slow, but then by tomorrow, it uh, really accelerates. And I think by... Uh, by Friday night, you're going to start seeing some of the later games even move. So what we've seen today, you know, we've seen uh, this little uh, flip that you're seeing between Raiders and, and uh, Bengals. Now, it's not an icy number, of course. I mean, five is the iciest number of all. You know, it doesn't take much to move off of a five. So we've been, uh, you know, we opened at a six with uh, the Bengals, quickly came down to five and a half, went to five, mm -hmm. then went up to five and a half, back to five today. So we're starting to see a little, a little bit of the money come in. Um, and uh, and and I do think you're going to start seeing a lot of Raiders money come in on this game. Where were you Sunday night during the Raiders-Chargers game? I was at home. You were? Yeah, I was at home watching from my couch and just complete. My, I kid you not, so my boyfriend at home wanted to turn the game off. He was like, this is over. Da -da 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 -da. I was like, no, that's not what we do here. So I'm like in bed by myself, and then he comes back upstairs to watch the end of it, and he's like, what happened? I'm like, that's why you don't turn it off early. Like, fascinating. But, yeah, that's how I – I'm not very fun, as you know. 
No, but I mean, you couldn't have written a more storybook <laughs> ending to an NFL season. Incredible. Incredible just the way that – and for it to come down to that final game in that way, so much fun. And I know this weekend's going to be a really good time. Thank you guys for coming in in studio again. I can't believe the NFL season's almost over. I'm so sad. Back to hockey. Are you somebody going to pick you up for the rest of the hockey season? <laughs> we'll see what we can do. Now you get to hang out. Now you get to hang out with us a little bit more oh, instead so of having to travel all these college games. Stormy signs with TNT. Breaking news. No, I'm excited. Now I can have a beverage or two down uh. here at the Sportsbook more often. For Derek Stevens, Mike Palm, I'm Stormy Bonantoni. Danny Burke and Rush Hour are coming up next. Keep it locked on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.